Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host Gerard Gibbard along with Rhino in the Super Talk studios. It is Tuesday, a second weekday of the brand new year 2022. Morning Rhino. Howdy howdy. Lots of stuff going on. We're going to get to it. Plenty to discuss today. And coming up on the program at 1020, Speaker of the House Philip Gunn joins us. The speaker will provide us a glimpse into what will be the 2022 legislative session. That should be interesting. And then at 12.05, Hunter Estes, Senior Director, Policy and Communications at the Mississippi Center for Public Policy. He'll talk about their legislative tracker tool, which scores bills as they meander their way through the legislature. They're all going to be down there making laws pretty soon here, Rhino. Yeah, they're supposed to gavel in right at high noon. High noon. There With you go. Sunny die scheduled for April third, I believe. Okay. Well, we will be uh, keeping an eye on it, a watchful eye of all the uh, happenings, the goings on, a whole bunch of stuff on the plate. That is for sure. We will analyze it, discuss it, opine on it as we do here. Should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to the session getting underway. Retail has the holiday season as their busy time of year. Yeah. This is our busy time of year. Yeah. Great analogy. And totally spot on. No shortage of content for us this time of year, is there? And you know we'll have uh, plenty of those folks that we elected at all levels of government down there at the state. They'll be in the studio and calling in and providing insight and analysis. That should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, wanted to start off with uh, just kind of wrapping up this situation with Betty White. She, of course, the iconic actress and comedian, performer, etc., passed away at the age of 99 on December 31st. She worked a lot, you remember, on the hit series Mama's Family with Vicki Lawrence. And Vicki has come out and made statements that she learned that the last word out of Miss White's mouth was Alan. That being the name, of course, for her beloved husband of many years, Alan Lutton. 
from 1963 until his death in 1981. He passed away at the age of 63 from stomach cancer. But I just thought that was kind of neat. That was her last words on the earth, was uh, the name of her longtime husband. Pretty cool. Today, also, you don't have a Blackberry, do you? I hope not, because it ain't going to work no more. Good old Crackberry. <laughs> I actually had a, a Blackberry in college. I had the Pearl, which had the little Pearl, for lack of a better word, that was a trackball that lit up, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever when I figured out how to kind of hack it and make the Pearl change colors with the little LCDs in there. And Yeah. That thing was a piece of crap. <laughs> Everybody I've ever known that had a Blackberry, the, you, you're in two camps. You either loved it, it was the greatest thing since sliced bread, or it was a piece of crap. Well, I think it depends on what you would be comparing it to. So what's the benchmark? You can't possibly compare it and contrast it to today's modern smartphones. No, That's not no. fair. I mean, it, and it was capable of doing things at the time that were limited on other phones because at the same time I had the Pearl, I think the the craze was the uh, the Razor, the yeah. really thin m- metal flip phone. Yeah, that's right. And, and so upgrading from the old flip phone, where you were limited in functionality, you couldn't do email, for example. Yeah, you were pretty much forbidden of hitting the little internet button on the Razor. Pretty much right. Because that was like a $50 mistake, just That's pressing right. the button. And it didn't do very much anyhow, honestly. But I got to tell you, when I first got a BlackBerry and had the little holster, you know, on the <laughs> clip on the belt there, <laughs> and I can still hear that sound as you remove it from that little plastic keeper there, uh, the ability to receive and respond and and just work your email, that was pretty good. Uh, because prior to that, you had to wait till you were tethered somewhere to a network on a uh, full-size computer to work your email. And, you know, the ability to do that remotely and to receive those messages instantly and respond, even with the uh, hard key keyboard, I got to be pretty good operating that hard key keyboard, that was quite the improvement. We I are think spoiled. For, for everything BlackBerry got wrong, which is why they're not working after today, or starting today, they did do one thing incredibly right at a time before it seemed like it just makes sense. Yeah. Where they put the little wheel on the side of the phone. Yeah, for scrolling. Right. That, at a time when everybody was just using a push button. You're right. That's true. That was Unless, quite. I can think of also at the time, the only competition you had with a scroll wheel on the side of a phone was the scroll wheel on an iPod, which was long before they started thinking about, oh, iPod and a phone? True. Well, I think I'm in that camp that used to carry the two, the flip phone and the BlackBerry. Um, and I can't remember the reason. There was some, I want to say there was some cost reason why I did that at the time. Use the phone for voice communications and the BlackBerry for just for email, essentially. Yeah, so, and now they are focusing on, a lot of folks don't know this, they have a, a suite of security software, cybersecurity software. So they're going to focus on that and doing quite well at that. 
Thomas and Greenwood on that ceasefire text line, which is 601-879-4395. He says it was the pinnacle of garbage. Come on, Thomas. <laughs> like I said, one of two camps. You either loved them because they did everything you needed them to do, or you hated them because sometimes they made these big, bold strides that seemed cool at the time, but after about six months to a year, you're like, why did I go down this road? <laughs> I miss my Nokia brick phone where I could text without looking on the ceasefire text line. Darren you could Jeff. also throw it off a building, That's walk right. down the stairs, pick it up, and it works totally fine. It was like military spec, right? <laughs> Thank you, Al Gore, for giving us the Internet on the ceasefire text line. Interesting. Uh, I'm not sure, but a couple of weeks ago, oh, that's a different one. We'll answer that one later. We had somebody in the charter boat business on the program? I don't think so. That's a question, Stacy on the ceasefire text line. I don't know, Stacy. I don't think we had somebody on this program that I recall. See if we can find out. Let's see. There was something else I wanted to. Uh, Somebody had a, a comment about... Jace on the ceasefire text line said, Loved BlackBerry. Brick Breaker game was the best. It was. I agree. That you, was Yeah, cool. you had the Nokia bricks with the, the snake, and you had the Razor with Snake 2, and then you had BlackBerry. You could play computer games. You could play Brick Breaker. You could play Pac-Man. You could play Tetris. Yeah, totally agree. So the other the, something else related to this we should uh, talk about is this bit of a squabble between the telecommunications companies that are all set to launch their 5G services. Is that Thursday? Yeah, that's right. And the uh, those folks that are responsible in the government for maintaining safety of the skies, they're, uh, they're asking the 5G providers to delay their deployment for two weeks. Federal aviation regulators have raised concerns that the signals, the 5G signals, could possibly interfere with uh, airline communications and uh, in the aviation world, and they don't want that to happen. So, and I don't know the truth on that, honestly. I don't know whether or not that is a valid concern or not. It doesn't seem like two weeks is enough to do anything. I mean, they can't, like, re-architect it. And there may be some adjustments that possibly could be made in the frequencies and so forth. Isn't this kind of the same debate that's been put to bed by the Mythbusters, of all people, when they tested the myth of whether or not you would crash a plane if you got on your phone when they told you to leave, please turn off your phones? Yeah, that's total horse hockey. Right. That's been determined to be. And then they started getting lax on that. Well, you can use it when we're on the ground for during ground communications. Anyhow, they said they're going to they're committed to getting this thing done, says AT&T and Verizon. Uh, but they're going to delay it a couple of weeks anyhow. I don't want any airplanes flying out of the skies, but is this really a valid concern? Hmm. We'll keep an eye on that. When we come back, we've got Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn. We'll talk about the 2022 legislative session. Stay with us as the Beatles bump us out.
At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection, and that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Ream, the new degree of comfort. Has this ever happened to you? My friend was telling me about his new pair of headphones, so I looked him up online. Now, everywhere I go is a creepy ad for those headphones I looked at one time. I hate that feeling like I'm being watched. I got DuckDuckGo and saw a difference right away. With one download, you can search and browse privately, avoiding trackers all for free. It's that simple. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Lee Temple, customer, Clark's Construction. We had a complete bathroom renovation all the way from the tile floor to countertops and everything that goes with uh, with a bathroom. We checked with other folks to see how they had worked with Jerry, and we always got some uh, some good reviews. Never did get one that was uh, that was not good, and you know the trust issue was was not an issue with Jerry. So I'd say he's a five star for a construction company you can trust. Call Clark's Construction at 601-214-9463. Hello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Garrett. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. It's Tuesday, second weekday of the brand new year, and the day 
where the Mississippi legislature will gavel in the 2022 session. Very timely to have the Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn, in the Super Talk studios with us. Happy New Year. Good morning, and thanks for joining us, Mr. Speaker. Well, good morning to you, Gerard. Great to be back with you. Thank you for letting me be here today. Yes, sir. So, a lot on the plate, yes, I think sir. it's uh, safe to say. Uh, and as our listeners, of course, are interested in uh, many of the issues you guys will be dealing with down there, it seems like uh, only yesterday we were still down there debating all this stuff. <laughs> and some of these issues, uh, such as the medical marijuana uh, one, have uh, continued. And the tax reform issue. Those, right. those have continued to be discussed, deliberated, debated. What do you think you're going to take up first? Do you have any idea there? What's going on? Well, I think one of the first items is going to be the congressional redistricting. Okay. That is that is something, of course, that uh, has got to be done. It's not something we choose to do necessarily. As everyone knows, we do the census every 10 years, and based upon those numbers, we have to reapportion or redraw our districts. We do both the congressional districts and each chamber does their own individual Senate and House districts. Uh, we have to make sure that all the, the districts are equal in population. Yeah. And the challenge I think we've had thus far with the congressional redistricting is the second district. Second district runs, it's, it's Benny Thompson's district, runs along the river there. That district lost a substantial number of people. I Don't hold me to this, but I think the number's like 65,000 people. Sounds right, yeah. So... Um, to get that district you got to you got to shore that district back up you've got to put 65,000 people back into that district and mm-hmm. so that is is a challenge the coast district grew substantially and i think it's going to have to reduce in mm-hmm. size um i think the other two remained relatively stable so um but but they have to qualify i think february 1st or march okay. 1st so their qualifying deadlines coming up quickly and so this is something that we need to deal with in short order i think uh, the senate is planning to take theirs up this week i'm not we we recognize we have to do this should do this probably in the first two weeks so we're going to i know a plan has been put out there um uh, it is my understanding that that congressman thompson's not happy with it i suspect a lawsuit will ensue but that is something that we've got to do in the first two weeks Hmm. so that'll be the first issue i think i I apologize i failed to mention that because that is one of the matters that uh, your members and members of the senate they've been working on rather continuously There is a there is a joint committee called Congressional Redistricting Committee. It's composed of House and Senate members. I think five on each side mm-hmm. for a total of ten, and they're the ones who draw these maps, look at the numbers, try to figure out a way to make it equitable and fair, and that sort of thing. And they will then this. As my recollection, that on my side of the building, it's the same committee that does the okay. House maps. Okay. So, Mr. Speaker, to those that that uh, would suggest that, hey, we have uh, Republican majorities in the House, the Senate, in the governor's mansion, et cetera, we just should draw these districts in a way that would uh, deliver, uh, based on voting population, registrations, and so forth, all four of our districts would elect Republican members of the U.S. House. 
respond to that. Well, we we're bound by certain federal laws that require that that, that prevent that from being the case. Yeah. Uh, we we have, up until the last election or two have been under the Civil Rights Act and had to do a thing what we call pre-clearance, which means any map that we drew had to be approved by the Justice Department before it went into effect. Uh, there are a whole host of other laws from the United States Supreme Court that have come down yeah. over the years yeah. that dictate to us certain parameters that we have to comply with when we draw those those districts. So you can so, do it, but you're likely to end up in court and likely to lose. Well, you just have to make sure that, that the way you do it complies with all of those okay. laws. And, and in fairness, or I will say this, I'm proud of the fact that in 2012, which is the last time we did this, uh, the, the maps that we drew then, if you recall, Barack Obama was the president at right. that time, and it was the Barack Obama Justice Department at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we drew the maps, and they could not find anything wrong with yeah. them. So we yeah. drew them fairly. We drew them in a way that complied with the law and met the requirements. And so that uh, that we have a history of doing that. Have you had a chance to review the, the proposed maps or been briefed by your I've members? Looked, I've yeah. looked at the one on the congressional redistricting, yes. And I think they have done a fantastic job. I think they have drawn the map the best they can, given, as I say, the parameters yeah. that we have to work with, sure. the laws that we have to work with, the fact that the 2nd District has lost 65,000 people, you've got to go find 65,000 people yeah. and put them in that district. I think the map that they drew is the best option and the only option that they had. Yeah, and 65,000 is really close to 10, 10%, which is a That's big huge. number to have to account for. It is close. For. I think, what is it, 700,000? 700,000. Yeah. 700, yeah. So you're talking almost 10% of a district. Yeah, so it's it make, it puts pressure and makes the task, the chore, more difficult when Absolutely. you have a big population exit like that. Absolutely. So. All right, so what else? So that would be, you know, one of the first items. Uh, obviously, income tax is something you and I have talked many times about. Yep. And my house has worked very hard on a plan. We've been in uh, trying to, to work with the Senate on trying to find a way to make this happen. I think it is, uh, as I've said on this show before and at other times, I don't know that there's anything greater that we as a legislature could ever do to help the financial situation of our people than to put more money back into their pockets. We've got to find a way to eliminate the income tax. And with all the excess revenue we've got right now and all the funds that have come in, there's never a better time to do it. And it is our position that with we have – I don't know if you follow the joint legislative budget recommendation that was adopted in December, but we have funded all of government. We have filled the rainy day fund. We have fixed the PERS. There is not another – governmental need in, in in my opinion that needs to be met and uh we still have you know excess revenues and yeah. so it is my opinion that that money needs to give be given back to the people rather than spending it rather than finding more ways to spend it we need to give we need to return the money back into the pockets of the people yeah and you and i have talked about this we talked about yes, the sir. economic impact of that we we had the economists who have researched our plan who have indicated that if we eliminate the income tax it will increase the state's wealth by 371 million dollars a year I think those numbers have probably gone up because of the the uh, increase in revenue that we've got. So we're talking almost four hundred million dollars more 
wealth per year that we would have. There's no downside to putting money back into the pockets of the people. And we need to find a way to do this. We do not need to expand government. We do not need to spend more. We need to return the dollars back to the people. We had the Senate insisted on having hearings. I don't know if you follow. Well, you testified. I know. You were one of the ones there. And um, and so we had seven witnesses who came to those hearings. You were one of them who testified that this is a solid plan. It is a good plan. It works to the benefit of the citizens. We had the National Taxpayers Union, the the Tax Foundation. We had Empower Mississippi. We had you. We had two economists from Ole Miss, mm-hmm. all of whom testified. That was that's seven. No, there's one more that I'm missing. That was six. There's one more that I'm missing, all of whom testified. Grover Norquist, that's what it was, who flew in. He's the leading foremost expert on taxes in the nation. He felt so passionate about this plan, he flew to Jackson, Mississippi to testify. Had him on the show afterwards. You had him on? I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So uh, seven witnesses who testified that this is a solid plan. It needs to be passed. It will help the state of Mississippi. So Mm -hmm. we still feel strongly about that. We're going to make an effort to, to push forward on that again. Uh, I think there's no greater financial issue at hand this semester than that. Yeah. So that's that's going to be a top issue for us. Uh, other issues we have all the ARPA money we talked about. We are in. We've met with. Um, oh, let me back up to the income tax. Yeah. Talking about meeting with people. As you know, I've traveled the state during the off-season. I have spoken from Corinth to the coast, from DeSoto County to Pascagoula, and all points in between. And every time I have an opportunity to explain this plan, everybody in the room comes up to me. I had no idea. This is a great plan. I'm for this. I've, I've turned so many people in favor of the plan. And what you're going to hear is is excuses to, to not pass it, like, we don't want to raise anybody's taxes, or we're worried about the retirees. We have answered every one of those questions. Every objection has been raised to this plan, we've got an answer for. And uh, it's now's the time to do it. We've, ha- we've ha- talked to the business community. We've addressed their concerns. I think we have addressed every concern that's been expressed. Yeah. And now's the time to do it. Speaker of the House Philip Gunn is our guest on Middays. Stay with us after the break. we got more to talk about with the speakers. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 55. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 40. Your Wednesday, a 20% chance of rain. Partly sunny, high near 64. Wednesday evening, a 30% chance of rain. Mostly cloudy, low around 45. And for your Thursday, a 30% chance of rain. Mostly cloudy, high near 57. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. 
For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-384-9393. 800-384-9393. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5585. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. As we continue to see a surge in COVID cases due to the Omicron variant, state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers encourages parents to get their little ones vaccinated. As of last week, only 4% of 5 to 11-year-olds had had both shots. When you look at the little bit older kids, the 12 to 17-year-old kids, we still have um, relatively low vaccination rate with um, overall uh, fully vaccinated about 35 to 40%. Hospitals fund almost 70% of the state match they get paid through Medicaid, according to Tim Moore, president of the Mississippi Hospital Association. That means they're funding the reimbursement to themselves. One of the main things that the legislature could do to help hospitals in this financial time is to at least uh, eliminate that tax burden for, you know, let's just say the next two years. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Trustmark is the bank that fits you to a T. You can bank right on your phone or tablet with the My Trustmark app. Our mortgage lenders will help you buy your dream two-story tutor. And Trustmark Tailored Wealth offers tried and true advice that makes transforming your future a piece of uh, toast? Nice. 
Trustmark. People you trust, advice that works. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Attention, adoring fans! It's time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We're in the studio with the Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn. We were just talking about, uh, with the Speaker, the upcoming legislative session, which kicks off today at 12 o'clock noon. You're going to gavel in. All right, so the redistricting, uh, tax reform. Anything else, sir, you wanted to add about the uh, the push for tax reform? Do you feel like that we're approaching a consensus to get something that would pass through the Senate and the governor would sign? It, it, it's it's hard to say. We have reached out to the Senate on numerous occasions, tried to have conversations about what are your concerns. Tell us, you know, uh, we've we've proposed a plan. Tell us what the what what you see as the problems with that plan being. We had a hearing that took place, and our plan was thoroughly discussed in that hearing. As I said before the break, I think uh, we have tried to address every question, every concern that has been raised, and I believe we have a solid plan from which to work. Now, we've said all along, we're not married to our plan. If there's if there are tweaks or improvements that can be made, we're open to that. Yeah. But no one else has come forward with a plan right now. And so this is the only the only obstacle I mean the only object that we have to work on. Yeah. So we're we're eager to see that it that it happened, but we want it to be substantive too, Gerard. We we're not looking at some token uh, tax plan to just check the box kind of thing. I don't yeah. know if people understand how their taxes are, are are paid right now to the state, but you pay a four percent tax on what you make between five and ten thousand dollars right now. And then you pay a five percent tax on everything you make above ten thousand dollars. Well the amount that you pay you make between five and ten thousand dollars, the amount at four percent that you pay is two hundred bucks. Yeah. Now to eliminate the four percent bracket is not going to cause people to jump up and down. I agree. They're going to get two hundred bucks back in their pocket for the the total yeah. year. That is not going to cause anybody to think they've really felt tax relief. So, to me, that's not totally an option. That is, that is a token thing to say. Hey, we checked the box. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think people are going to laugh at us if we give them two hundred dollars back. Was that twenty bucks a month? I think that's no. Right. That's not going to transform anybody's life. But under our plan, with the complete elimination 
deduction of the income tax, the first year under our plan, you get $1,300 back in your pocket. $2,600 for a married couple. Yeah. That's an extra $200 a month, not $200 a year that yeah. you have in your pocket. And in seven years, that exemption goes up to – when that exemption goes up, you get $4,500. If you make an $100,000 a year, you get $4,500 back in your pocket. A married couple would be $9,000. That's almost another $1,000 a month for a family. That that's transformative, and in and in twelve years under our plan, it goes away altogether. You're changing the lives of people when you do that. You're allowing them to improve their quality of life, take better care of their children, uh, give more to their church, give more to their community. I mean, all the benefits of putting money back into the pockets of the people are realized. So we're not looking to do some token check the box plan. We want to do. Substantial transformative tax relief, and that's what our plan accomplishes. If there's a better way of going about it, we're open to that. Now, some have said, "Hey, let's just phase it out through growth." Well, the only way to do that that we've done the numbers. If you some point to the the elimination of the three percent bracket, which we did over the last five years, yep. did half of a percent a year for six years. If you did that, it would take thirty years to get there. Yeah. And, and that assumes a 3% growth rate. If you have a 2.5% growth rate, which we all know inflation's coming, I have no idea what our growth rate's going to be, it takes till 2085. So to just do it through growth doesn't get you immediate, quick, transformative relief. There are no young people out there looking to move to Mississippi who are saying, hey, I think I'm going to move to Mississippi because 30 years from now they're not going to have an income tax. <laughs> That's not transformative. That doesn't improve the life of Mississippians. The current working generation would never reap the benefit of that. Yeah. So we're trying to find that way where we can get rid of the income tax as quickly as possible, as responsibly as possible, and not leave uh, a, a, a budget hole that, that compromises Compromises. Um, uh, the, there's a lot of people who are worried about, you know, we're going to cut education, we're going to cut roads and bridges. No, under our plan, we do not do that. So uh, we believe this plan is transformative. It will affect immediately put $1,300 back in the pocket of every Mississippian who makes $40,000 or more a year. Well, I totally agree on the point, Mr. Speaker, that let's don't do something token. You may recall, I think, the, the last statement I made. You did. <laughs> I said, you're go exactly big, right. go bold, or go home here. You're, don't, you're exactly don't right. Don't just check the box and say, look, I put it on your bingo card. I voted to cut taxes, and you get 20 bucks a month. I think, <laughs> I think your exact words were, don't do something token like eliminate the 4% bracket. I sure did say that, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Because I was and, listening to what you said, because yes, you're sir. a smart guy, and I really <laughs> like to hear what you have to say. Well, I appreciate that. I don't know about that. But, um, <laughs> it, you know, we got to do something, and you're so right. It, it, just acting in a token fashion doesn't move the needle. We've got to do something transformative. And the other thing, you know, Mr. Speaker, numerous other states are going through this exact same process. Excellent they're, point. They're engaged in these same discussions, and uh, we want to get out in front and not be behind. That's an that excellent point. I'm glad you brought that up. The state of Arkansas, 
right before Christmas, passed a bill. I don't know where it stands right now, but they passed a bill to start down the road of eliminating their income tax. The state of Arizona has passed one. The state of North Carolina has passed one. And I think New Hampshire has passed one. That's right. So these are our surrounding states, our competing states, who are competing for young people. They're competing for jobs and industry. And and you may have heard me uh, say I had a conversation with an economic developer in our state who indicated that he was trying to attract a, a, a company to Mississippi. The CEO of that company made, I think he said, almost a million dollars a year. He said if he comes to Mississippi, he's going to have to pay an income tax on that. Mm-hmm. If he goes to Tennessee, he gets to keep it all. Mm-hmm. And his comment to me was, I might not only lose that guy, I bring all the jobs that guy brings yeah, with him. Yeah, that's the point. Absolutely. And, and as we try to compete with with other states for uh, attracting jobs and industry and young people, it becomes a factor. Yeah. And it's, I'm not saying we're going to transform and, and become like those other states just by getting rid of the income tax. Don't hear me say that. But what I am saying is it is one obstacle to people coming here, yeah, and if we we need to eliminate as many obstacles as we can, totally agree. And um, totally well, agree. the census bears that out, Gerard. I mean, we can sit here and argue philosophy and and policy all day long, but just look at the census. The two states we were talking about this earlier in redistricting. The two states had the highest population increase: Texas and Florida. Yep, one of the fastest growing cities in America, if not the fastest, is Nashville, Tennessee. What do those three places have in common? No income tax. Yeah. The two states that lost the most population, Illinois and California, two of the highest tax states in the country. Totally agree. Now, there are other things that go into that. There are values. There are, there are Christian values that play into that. There are uh, – the, the, heck, for some folks, it's just the weather. I get that. But – you can't ignore the fact that taxation is a consideration in all of those um, decisions. It definitely, it definitely is. A couple of minutes left. Uh, two issues that I wanted you to touch on, if you could, sir, is uh, the medical marijuana deal and also the ballot initiative process, right. if there are any plans there. Yes, sir. Well, the medical marijuana, the Senate has taken the lead on that. We have offered our thoughts and inputs. Uh, uh, we are not going to have a House bill. We we will not lead out on that issue. The Senate will lead out. Um, we are very much in favor of uh, medical marijuana. That's what the, the, the people said they wanted. We recognize that uh, we're trying to make this as conservative as we can get it. We're trying to pull in that direction. The House has been very much pulling in that direction. There are a lot of issues that I won't get into that uh, we have uh, negotiated and tried to get uh, the, the most conservative plan that we can. Um, I don't know what the Senate will pass. We are going to wait and see what they do, and we'll work from that. Yeah. The House will not be um, okay. presenting a bill. Fair enough. The, uh, the ballot initiative, initiative, we recognize that that was set aside by the Supreme Court. It's a right that the citizens of the state feel like is very important to them. I believe we must reinstate that. Um, for those that don't know, it's, it's an opportunity for the citizens to put public policy items before the public for a vote. With Initiative 65 was one of them. Initiative 42 was one a few years ago. We yep. got voter ID and eminent domain that way and other things. Um, the citizens believe that is a, a very important right. 
that they have. I agree with that. And so we will be planning to bring forward uh, a bill to restore that. I will say that the one thing that we will do that will be different than the way it was before is to make any initiative that the citizens vote on go into the statutes, not go into the Constitution. Okay. Um, I don't know if people understand the difference of that. Or We've talked about it many times on the show. But it, 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 we all know that items need to have the flexibility to be adjusted and tweaked and improved as time marches on. And so we, by putting it into the statute, it gives us the flexibility to make sure that the intended result occurs, not some unintended result. So that'd be the main difference between the last initiative and this, this new one that we're talking about. Yeah, I think most people would be on board with that. Mr. Speaker, appreciate you coming in today, sir, and uh, good luck on the 2022 Thank you. It's session. always a pleasure to be with you. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Yes, sir. We'll Speaker be back with you. Thank you, sir. Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn has been our guest. Stay with us on Middays. We'll be back after the break. Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. People say things change, but in Mississippi, good things don't change. They change everything. Back when a blues musician picked up a guitar and struck a chord with the world. The Citizens Bank was making life better in Mississippi communities. Now we're in every corner of the state, changing banking to be more in yours with accessible lenders, more product choices, and always the latest in digital banking. After over a century, changing to local sounds better and better. Member FDIC. What are your 2022 business goals? Simplified IT? More security? Dell Technologies has the expertise to help you. From transforming your digital workspaces to providing comprehensive end-to-end IT solutions. Get high-performance computers featuring Windows 11 Pro with powerful hardware-based security and savings up to 45% during Dell's New Year event sale. Get special financing through Dell Financial Services. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. This is the opening agri-market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton was up 326 to 116.49. May cotton was up 265 to 113.56. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans were up 11 and a half to 1367 per bushel. May soybeans were up 10 and three quarters to 1375 and three quarters per bushel. March corn was up 10 and a half to 599 and three quarters per bushel. May corn was up eight and three quarters to 599 and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, February live cattle was down 92 to 138 even. April live cattle was down 110 
143.10. March feeders down 337 to 166.15. April feeders down 327 to 169.20. And at the open, the Dow Jones is up 307 points, 36,893. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. The Mississippi Lottery is introducing a new daily draw game. It's called Cash 4. And if you know how to play Cash 3, you know how to play Cash 4. It's just that easy. You can play for 50 cents or a dollar. With winnings from $100 all the way up to $5,000. And you can play every day with drawings at the same time as Cash 3. Cash 4 begins January 10th. Play Cash 4 and win more. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. This is Jake Mangum, all-time hits leader in the SEC. Two of the best decisions I've ever made were Mississippi State and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Both teams have supported me through thick and thin. Even though my college playing days are over, I'm excited to be a part of the Farm Bureau team. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit FabRates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at MSFBINS.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back. On Super Talk Mississippi. Just because we get around Thank you for joining us on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn, our guest in the prior two segments. We appreciate the speaker stopping by before he heads down there to the Capitol. He got a lot of work to do down there, Rhino, it sounds like. And lots of text rolling in on the C Spire text line. Casey says, please tell the speaker thank you. I think that's, if I'm not mistaken, Casey, when we were talking about the uh, income tax reform plans. Let, let us know on that. Uh, other, let's see, haven't seen much from the from the media. This is on the ceasefire tax line, and this has to do with this, this very controversial issue pertaining to the medical marijuana legislation, where the governor's been very clear that he's opposed to the bill as presently drafted. Um, that provides for a certain volume, certain dosage, if you will, that uh, a person who is authorized to purchase medical marijuana can, in fact, do on a daily basis. And he he has kind of a math extrapolation that uh, he's been he's been speaking about publicly in terms of the number of joints that would result in uh, Mississippians partaking of and so forth. So. Yeah, and there there hasn't been a lot of media attention that just really drills down into this volume question and issue. I, I agree with that with the listener here on the ceasefire text line. It it seems like you and I talked about it. It seems like it's um, somewhat subjective. The, I think the last statement the governor made on it is he said, "Go out and Google what three and a half grams would uh, produce," and you and I did that. Yeah, and, and there's and no consensus can, on that. You can keep Googling all kinds of different things about marijuana, like 
how long do you stay high on marijuana? Yeah. When you Google that, the the peak efficacy of marijuana when smoked is 10 to 30 minutes. I mean, the effects can last for up to 2 to 10 hours, depending on the potency, but the peak effects, 10 to 30 minutes. Yeah. So even if you're going by his numbers and you're limiting it to 11 joints in a day, if you're talking about pain relief, that's pain relief for what? Six to eight hours in a day? Yeah, and and that's just that's based on just a, a cursory. Yeah, that's just quick googling. Yeah, and I, I look, I I'll be perfectly honest. I don't understand all that stuff. Uh, I'm not an expert on that by any stretch of the imagination. I, what I do know, however, is that there is uh, there's dissent, there's contention, there's conflict uh, on that issue, and the governor's made it clear. He will not sign a bill that includes the dosage as specified in the present bill. He won't do it. But, you know, the kind of the word on the street, at least, is the best way I could describe it from the legislature is they're not inclined to really yield too much on that. So we'll see where all that that plays out. You know, in general, I support a medical marijuana program as a concept. When you start getting into the details like that, honestly, I don't know. I just don't. It, it seems to me like that it's a little subjective, that is, what that quantity would produce in terms of, of joints, because it's not like you've got a perfect machine producing those things that I know. Maybe there's such an apparatus you can buy that will will do that. I mean, that's, that's nothing new. I mean... Cigarette rollers have been around for yeah. ages, longer than I've been around. I know that. Yeah, but does it, does it produce the cigarettes at the at the same sort of size and thickness every time? Oh yeah, I mean that's that... that's the whole point of having a roller okay. so that's uniform. Okay, so that you don't have lumpy cigarettes. Okay. I guess in this case it would be joints. I got you. So I don't know. It just seems like maybe that uh, where there's dis- dissension here that we could sit around and actually go through that exercise using a legal substance, perhaps tobacco, to sort of test those theories and uh, test those assertions. I, I can I pretty much guarantee you if you roll out, if you take cigarettes and roll out the tobacco and got three and a half grams of tobacco, it'd be tough to get 11 cigarettes out of that. Okay, fair enough. So Jerry in Waynesboro says, on the weed bill, take the state with the most allowed monthly dosage in the state with the least and divided by two <laughs> as a compromise, I guess, and pass the bill. So simple a caveman can do it. All right, there you go. On the ceasefire text line, the speaker is a class act. We're fortunate to have him. There you go. Appreciate that. Feedback? And Casey did come back and say, yes, he was. Uh, she was talking about the uh, what the speaker was discussing as it pertains to tax reform. Wow, so a lot of stuff's going to be going on down there. The redistricting, I failed to even think about that. That is front and center, and and it's kind of anticlimactic, actually, but it is a huge task. And it's got to be done with care, as the Speaker uh, mentioned, because you are bound by by law and federal law and and, uh, regulation. So you got to be careful there to make sure it passes muster. Didn't really talk about teacher pay. The, the governor has indicated that is a top priority for him. I believe it is to the speaker as well, though I didn't ask him, but I know that's high on his list.
We'll step aside for Super Talk News and Fox News at this point. We'll come back with more talk. We got Hunter Estes at 12.05. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. News. I'm Lillian Wu. The Centers for Disease Control gives a thumbs up to some of the changes the FDA made yesterday to guidance on Pfizer's COVID vaccine. Allowing Pfizer boosters to be given as early as five months following the initial rounds as opposed to six months and to give immunocompromised kids as young as five a third dose as part of their primary round. The FDA also authorized boosters for all kids ages 12 to 15, but CDC has yet to sign on. Fox's Evan Brown. And Betty White's cause of death is revealed. In a statement to People, White's agent and close friend, Jeff, which is saying, quote, Betty died peacefully in her sleep at her home, which is also shutting down debunked rumors, claiming that White had received a COVID-19 booster just days before her death in his statement. Fox's Lauren Faulkner. America's listening to Fox News. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Lakeland Fireplace's new expanded showroom is now open, and you've got to see the selection. Lakeland Fireplaces has over 25 display units, including the popular Heat & Glow to choose from. And remember, with Heat & Glow, you can forget about those headaches and unpleasant odors. Oh, by the way, their showroom has 19 live burning fireplaces. While you're there, be sure to ask Zach Sandlin about their premium lines of gas grills, too. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, just east of Dogwood in Flowood. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The 2022 legislative session opens at noon today. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman says first they'll swear in a new sergeant at arms, Larry Wagner. We have historically a method that we do, which we name three people to go to the governor's office and three people to go to the House of Representatives and tell them that we are uh, in session and ready for business. And they've been doing that, I guess, 100 years or so. We'll probably adjourn pretty quickly thereafter and go... um, Uh, go into basically drafting our committee stuff because it's due in the next two weeks I first built. Because of the surge in COVID cases due to the Omicron variant, lawmakers will be holding virtual committee hearings to try to limit the number of people gathered. Members will be able to watch the proceedings from their offices and then go to the floor to vote. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. 
Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. A federal grant used to purchase an anti-racism bookshelf has caught the attention of state auditor Shad White. In a video, he held up a book titled Not My Idea and quoted a phrase from it that states whiteness is a bad deal. Not only did you pay for that with your federal tax dollars, you also weirdly paid for it twice because your state tax dollars went to the Mississippi Library Commission, which helped select that book to be in Mississippi libraries. And I've pulled that book as an example, but there are a lot more like it. White, who backs banning critical race theory, says taxpayers shouldn't be asked to subsidize ideas like that. One item Governor Tate Reeves wants prioritized during the legislative session is banning the teaching of critical race theory. In my executive budget recommendation that I released just six weeks ago, we called on the Mississippi legislature to outlaw any teaching of CRT in the state of Mississippi. And According to the Department of Education, critical race theory is not currently taught in Mississippi schools. I'm Kelly Bennett. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studios. Speaker of the House, our guest earlier today, headed down to the Capitol to gavel in those members of the House of Representatives on the ceasefire text line, which is 601-879-4395. Um, a listener is taking a bit of an exception to my, uh, my comment that it's subjective with respect to the quantity. Okay, fair enough. That's fine. I, you know, and I say that because I simply acted on what the governor recommended, which is to go search. I think he said go Google it, but go search the quantity 
And I did. And yeah, based on the search engine algorithm, I think the first thing that came up was something to the effect that three and a half grams could produce 11 joints. So he's right in that if you perform that search, execute such a search, that information is returned. But as Rhino pointed out, if you keep digging, and I did, there are lots of different opinions on that. That's why I said it's obviously subjective. Yeah, I I would say the argument that the thickness, the amount rolled into a joint isn't subjective is a little silly. Yeah. Because part of the definition of subjective is taste. Yeah, that's true. Agree. Well, you know, to me it would be different if we were talking about some sort of mechanized, automated process. Which, I mean, those exist, but... Well, if everybody had the exact but it's not like same... When you, it's not like when you get your recommendation for medical marijuana, it's like, all right, here's your card, and here's your joint roller. Yeah. It's going to roll them all at this exact amount. Good point. And all I'm saying is, uh, you know, if unless everybody has this exact same apparatus to produce the joints, you're likely to have... Different quantities, different volumes, different amounts and measurements per joint because it's a human process with human hands doing it. That's the only point I'm making. So this person just says it's subjective in a sense, but reality is Reeves is wrong. But in reality, it's not subjective. So in terms of pre-roll salt. 0.32 is so small that the entire industry is laughing at it. I don't know anything about the industry, honestly. Um, Don't really care. I I just think that there's this point of contention that is being ping-ponged back and forth, or certainly will be. You could could argue it's been ping-ponged back and forth in the press, in the media, because there have been comments from the governor. He's, He's been very clear. I mean, I've seen him in person address this issue and speak about it, and, uh, and and he's been quoted in his feelings on that. That's fine. And then I've seen others say other things from members of the legislature, make other statements. So I don't know. I just, I will say that I think this is getting long in the tooth. I just kind of wish we'd, we'd um, we'd get to the bottom of this. I'm just laughing at the continuation of, well, you should learn. If you're talking about it, why not learn? Okay. Why would anybody learn about an industry standard for an industry they have no business in or care about? Uh, Good point. And that's precisely why. I'm not terminally ill. I have no business getting medical marijuana. Why would I learn about the ins and outs of the industry to the point where I could argue the amount they put in a pre-rolled cigarette? Not going to do it. Just don't. I mean, look, there's just so many hours in the day. I can't help but laugh. (laughs) So many hours of the day, I just don't choose to spend my time digging deeply into that one issue. I I feel like that's a matter that the legislature and the governor will sort out and come to some consensus, and we'll get a law. I mean, that's my feeling at this point. What the Speaker just said is the House is basically out of it. Isn't that what you heard him say? Well, the Senate's taking the lead. So let them run with it and see what pops out. I just, uh, honestly, I'm, 
it's just been going on so long. I'm just kind of weary of it. I, I just don't choose to spend my time really digging deep into all those details. I just don't. So I guess you can be mad about that. That's fine. If you want to engage me on something I do spend time uh, analyzing and reviewing and learning about, my guess is you probably don't. But I'm not going to say, hey, why don't you go spend some time digging into that? You know, we'll go read some tax code together. How about that? I do spend time doing that and to try to unravel all those intricacies and details uh, for my audience. So anyhow, that's, it's going to be an interesting session. I love it. Uh, that's great. We should. I'm more, honestly, more concerned or more interested in tax reform and the, uh, the economic impact that could have on our state. The governor said, as we pointed out earlier, that he wants to enact policy that would induce capital investment in the state. I totally agree. How we get there, obviously, is, is a matter of debate. That's why we elect lawmakers to to uh, debate those those items. I, I think limiting government and getting government the heck out of markets is the, uh, the best uh, approach and produces the optimum economic outcomes. Lord knows it's the federal government in that respect that bothers me uh, much more so than the state government because the, of the gross overreach we're seeing come out of Washington. Most recently, voting rights. They've pivoted to that because they couldn't get the Build Back Broker bill through. So yesterday, folks, Chuck Schumer says that he is uh, moving to pass some legislation in the Senate to change, or it wouldn't be legislation, it would be a measure to change the rules in the U.S. Senate to essentially usurp the filibuster which requires, in essence, 60 votes, effectively, that's what it requires, 60 votes in the Senate to pass legislation that that cannot be passed on a simple majority through the reconciliation rules. He wants to do that by January 17th, which happens to be MLK Day. He wants to get that done so that the Democrats can pass their voting rights legislation on a simple majority in the Senate, that's where he, That's what he's aiming for. I see that as highly destructive to these United States. It essentially empowers the federal government to assert control of the entire elections process. And of course, the hyperbole, I'm really getting sick of it. Everything to the Democrats that they want, that they can't get through. It's the end of democracy if this doesn't go through. Now, Chuck Schumer pushing for this. I think we got time right now before we go to break. This is what he said 2005, I believe. 2005. Bottom line is very simple. The ideologues in the Senate want to turn what the founding fathers called the cooling saucer of democracy into the rubber stamp of dictatorship. We will not let them. They want, because they can't get their way on every judge, to change the rules in midstream, to wash away 200 years of history. 
They want to make this country into a banana republic where if you don't get your way, you change the rules. Are we going to let them? No! It'll be a doomsday for democracy <laughs> if we do. There you go. <laughs> doomsday. This is 2005. Oh, but today, changing those same rules, we've got to do that or it's the end of democracy. Which is it? What a two-faced joke. So in 2005, changing these rules, it's doomsday for democracy. But today, we got to change the rules to preserve democracy. How can you get more two-faced, double-standard, hypocritical than that? So he was lying in one, in one of those statements. Which one? The one in 2005 or the one yesterday? Because they don't align. They don't coincide. They conflict. This is what makes, makes me mad. Are you mad, folks? I'm mad, if you can't tell, because you're just lying. You're the Senate Majority Leader. Tell the damn truth. Gosh, that just drives me crazy. Perfect music, sharp-dressed man, ZZ Top, little upbeat tune there, bumping us out of this segment. We got more to talk about here on Middays, and don't forget Hunter Estes, Senior Policy uh, Senior Director of Policy and Communications at Mississippi Center for Public Policy. He's going to talk about their legislative tracker. That's coming up at 12.05. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Ace Bolt & Screw would like to thank you for making the choice to buy your hardware, tools, and fasteners locally. Ace Bolt & Screw has everything you need for every project. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer looking for the right tool for a home improvement project, an experienced contractor looking for hardware or a major industrial operation looking to streamline your fastener orders ace bolt and screw would like to wish you a happy healthy and prosperous new year visit acebolt.net or in person in jackson or gluckstadt you may be into punk rock soft rock or classic rock r&b hip-hop or house country techno or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. <laughs> 
At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amada Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601-864-3752. Richard Gross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. everyone super top mississippi lots of text rolling in as rhino and i are looking at the ceasefire text line concerning this medical marijuana issue this is a it's really a very contentious and high profile issue you know i've said on the program i i believe within five years that Marijuana will be decriminalized at the federal level. There's Republicans in the Congress right now that are pushing for that. I don't I don't know if it'll get through this session, but I see that happening. Uh, I, you see more states legalizing it from a uh, recreational perspective. I um, I can't remember the exact numbers, like 34 or so that have a medical marijuana program. And is it eighteen twenty? I haven't looked at that in a while, and it's changed a lot because there have been there have been ballot measures and so forth and laws passed to affect that. But on the ceasefire text line, uh, you know, I, I don't know why this individual is so insistent that I just become an expert on on quantity and measurements and volume. I'm not in the legislature. This is an opinion show, and it's uh, we're pretty upfront about that. And in in this particular case, we've had folks on both sides of this argument on the program, and they've spoken about it extensively. We've had the the people. But I mean, just because a topic comes up a lot doesn't mean we're instantly experts on it, nor should we dive that far into it. I mean, we've talked about the opioid crisis. 
I can't tell you off the top of my head what the recommended dosage for Percocet is. That's a good, good point. That's, the, I, I that's in either. the same vein as what a normal cigarette would be pre-rolled, a joint would be pre-rolled, isn't it? Yeah. Recommended dosage. Yep, same deal. So this individual says that his dad committed suicide in 1998. Cannabis has helped me tremendously. Plenty of folks will say the same thing. It's also a new industry. That's the best of America. 36 states. I said 34. It's 36. Apologies for missing it by two. And you asked for opinion. Yeah, I do. And you provided your opinion, but <laughs> your, uh, your opinion is that I need to be an expert on this. That, I mean, that's, that's what I glean from your opinion as opposed to... Well, that's look, been the problem with the entire medical marijuana debate is because you've got normal, sane people trying to figure out, all right, how do we, how do we wash this cat? And then you got people on the fringes on one side, it's like, oh my goodness, it's the devil's lettuce. What are we doing with it in Mississippi? <laughs> and on the other side, you got these people. I thought pot was supposed to calm you down. Yeah. But they're angry all the time <laughs> if you're not 100% in lockstep with the fact that everybody should be on the ganja mine. <laughs> That's an excellent point. Excellent. Well, I, there's an individual who, who I won't name that uh, on Twitter heard me talking about it one day. I think, it, you know what this had to do with Rhino? I just made the, the comment on the show several months ago questioning the amount of revenue to the state could be generated. You remember that? Oh, and, yeah. and this individual was listening to the show and picked up on it and tweeted at me and absolutely started attacking me. And that's fine. You know, you're welcome to do that if you want to do that sort of crap. I don't. But just attacking me personally and said that I was dumb and stupid and too old to learn anything, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. I just don't understand. You know, it's the, I felt like a kid telling their parent, you just don't understand. Okay, fine. She was. Anyhow, um, so this person says, I'm not angry, just point thirty. Two is false. Patently false. Okay. Okay, well, the person you've got to convince is in the governor's mansion. <laughs> Not me. And right when up. the legislature passes it, which they're going to, it's going to sit on his desk until he either vetoes it or signs it. Or, or neither is a possibility. Uh, I kind of doubt he'll just let it sit there. Possibly. Because it, uh, after, what, 30 days becomes law? He doesn't sign it? I, I think it's shorter than that. Yeah, maybe like 10 days, I want to say. We have to look that up. Somebody out here there may know. But I know there is some some provision, right, that if it if it doesn't get signed or vetoed, if no action is taken, it automatically, by right. default, becomes law after a certain period of time. So this person just says, not angry, just point .32 is false. Oh, okay, fine. That's And we pointed out that, yeah, if you had 11 joints... And they lasted 30 minutes, you wouldn't be managing pain, but for six to eight hours a day. Yeah. So the argument that 11 joints is enough for medical marijuana seems a bit silly. Agree. I, so I, if you're trying to cut that even farther down, that makes the argument even sillier. Agree. Uh, I mean, on that basis, that makes sense to me. But what do I know? I've never ingested it, never rolled a joint. Don't have any interest in doing so. Don't look down on people that do. It's just not my thing. I don't drink either, for what that's worth. But I don't want to say never, but three beers a year is like my quota. So 
The DUI rate will quadruple with marijuana, says Charlie from Pearl. So you can, look, you got really strong feelings. We have been very clear about that, and we've we've tried on both sides of this matter, and we've tried to convey those. And that comes right through here on our C Spire text line, such as Thomas and Greenwood. He says, we just don't need any laws prohib- prohibiting the sale and use of marijuana, right? It, uh, he says, this does bring a question. Why is Tate going down this road and fighting? It seems pointless. Let's just remove state-level prohibitions against marijuana and call it good. That's the conservative answer to the problem of weed. But I know there are members of the legislature whom I consider conservative who would argue with that point and say they don't want to turn the state into a, a, a one that allows, in effect, recreational marijuana. In fact, I think the governor has even used the term reefer madness, right? I think he's used that in his uh, uh, public quotes. Do people care this much about weed or the fact that the will of the people was quashed, says Thomas and Greenwood? Hmm. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. So, anyhow. I think there are people that really don't give a rip one way or the other, but they're upset that they voted, and their vote seemingly didn't count. I I think that's true, and of course that was uh, struck down by the Supreme Court, not because the Supreme Court has a particular axe to grind in opposition to medical marijuana, just because there's a crazy technicality with respect to the the uh, signature harvesting component and requirement of a citizen-initiated ballot measure, and they ruled that uh, the harvesting mechanism and, and the process itself is not consistent with law. I feel like we said that on the program. They did their job in that respect. Now, you heard the speaker say that uh, he favors some sort of mechanism for citizens to place a measure on the ballot to vote on, but he'd like to see it be one that that uh, is done on a statutory basis as opposed to insertion in the Constitution. I, I'm in agreement with him on that. That doesn't mean, however, I think under present law, the legislature can refer an amendment to our Constitution has to refer it to the ballot oh, yeah, for the citizens to ratify it, right, to, to amend the Constitution. So I think he's on the right track there. So here's a – yeah, so five days is the waiting period with respect to the, uh, the governor. It's the period after which if the governor takes no action on a bill sent to transmit it to his desk, it automatically becomes law. Appreciate that. I couldn't remember. How many? What the period was? Uh, and he sent this uh, listeners well in the ceasefire text line: legal cannabis dispensaries tied to lower opioid-related mortalities. That is a headline from an article that person sent. You know, I've just asked the question as kind of a counter to that. We have 34 states, 36, pardon me, that have medical marijuana, and a number—I don't remember the number, Rhino. You might look that up. That that allow legal use of marijuana on a recreational basis, but yet haven't we seen like record opioid and drug overdose deaths in this country over the last year? So it seems like that would conflict with that article there. Hmm. Interesting. 
It wasn't a fluke. They knew that legislative district issue was there and saved it for future use. That's Thomas and Greenwood's contention with respect to the ballot initiative measure. I think unless we went and spoke to the people who were involved in that many years ago, I'm not sure we would know the truth about it. I do know there were bills filed to correct that issue that uh, didn't get out of committee, I believe, uh, since the uh, inconsistency was, I guess, determined to be a major issue preventing citizen-initiated ballot measure. Time for a break here, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Stay with us. We'll be back on Middays. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies, high near 55. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 40. Your Wednesday, a 20% chance of rain. Partly sunny, high near 64. Wednesday evening, a 30% chance of rain. Mostly cloudy, low around 45. And for your Thursday, a 30% chance of rain. Mostly cloudy, high near 57. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Hi, I'm John Albritton. If your diamond seems smaller today than yesterday, trade it for a larger stone at Albritton's. Our certified gemologist will give you a generous, no-obligation appraisal of your diamond, which can be applied to your new selection. Whether you choose to remount your existing stone or simply trade it, you'll get the most diamond value at Albritton's. Quality and value go hand in hand at Albritton's. Jewelers. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 
The 2022 legislative session opens at noon today. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman says first they'll swear in a new sergeant at arms, Larry Wagner. We have historically a method that we do, which we name three people to go to the governor's office and three people to go to the House of Representatives and tell them that we are uh, in session and ready for business. And they've been doing that, I guess, 100 years or so. We'll probably adjourn pretty quickly thereafter and go... um, uh, go into basically drafting our committee stuff because it's due in the next two weeks I first built. Because of the surge in COVID cases due to the Omicron variant, lawmakers will be holding virtual committee hearings to try to limit the number of people gathered. Members will be able to watch the proceedings from their offices and then go to the floor to vote. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's The Augusta You Can Play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed Par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay and play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tee time. Taylor Power Systems is a premier manufacturer of standby generators based in Clinton, Mississippi. Taylor Power manufactures generators for numerous industries such as medical centers, municipalities, utility providers, data centers, water associations, and agriculture. If you need reliable standby power, give Taylor Power Systems a call today at 601-932-5674. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk, Mississippi. Got a text from my friend Forrest Thickpin at uh, Americas for Prosperity. Anyhow, he just says it's five business days is that period after yeah, which, I knew it had during some the language session. That it doesn't include weekends or when yeah. they're not in session. Yeah, that's so if right. If they do gavel in on a Saturday, I think it does count that day. Yep. That's right. Uh, however, it, outside of the session, it's 15 days. Right. So, anyhow, I don't know what's going to happen there. I, I'm just suggesting, speculating that might be the outcome, just because the governor has insisted that he's made it very clear he'd, he'd veto the bill if it came to his desk as is. 
because of his objection to the, the dosage provision, and said, but, however, if the bill passes on a veto-proof majority, his, obviously his veto would be impotent. So it, on that basis, I'm simply speculating maybe he just lets it sit there. there. That way he doesn't sign it, but knows it becomes law by his inaction in that case. Just a, It's a possible path, possible outcome. So there, there's I just feel if, if the sticking point is something like the amount, then a veto would be coming, even if it was useless. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I agree. Be interesting. So this person here on the C Spire text line, how does Tate think one can get 11 joints from three and a half grams? Any idiot can tell you that's not true. I mean, idiot seems like a bit of a strong word there. Uh, I don't know. I don't. And I could go read all kind of stuff, and I did. And that's the point I was making, is that I couldn't find just widespread census, uh, uh, consensus. And I know we had the listener that says, this is the industry standard. I don't know squat about the marijuana industry. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't... Um, I haven't really ever thought about it. I could go bone up on it, I'm sure. And I, and I do know, because I've talked to uh, members of the legislature involved in the drafting of the legislation, that our bill is fairly consistent with other states. It, is that your understanding as well? Oh, yeah. In terms of that particular issue, right? It is consistent. Um, so... The fact that other states have already implemented this is more meaningful to me, honestly, than if I go try to dig into all the details on how many grams equal how many joints. Just looking at other states. Now, it does seem to me to make sense to try to model our legislation after states who have implemented the, the best situation, the best bill. Because there, I think there are some that have a bit of remorse for the way theirs became law, and others who said, "Yeah, it works pretty good, but you know, if we could do it over again, we'd make this adjustment, that adjustment, so forth." So uh, it's it's kind of like the lottery. I was involved in that, and honestly, the situation there was we were the 45th state to enact a state lottery. If you're a, a fan and wanted the lottery sooner, that's the bad news. The good news is you had 44 other states' laws and um, regulations, etc., systems to analyze, to review in the creation of our bill. And that's exactly what happened. So I think we ended up with really a, a one that was um, driven by best practices collected from the various states. I think that's what's happening in uh, in our legislature with respect to the crafting of this particular bill. But there's some members of the legislature that object to it, and clearly the pres uh, excuse me, the governor objects to it. On the ceasefire tax line, uh, you can get about four from three and a half grams, four joints. Okay. 
I don't know. And I so I think they'll just have to sort that out. Reese and Clarksdale says, call the marijuana cultivation center at Ole Miss. They can tell you how much THC to prescribe. I believe that's a different matter, though, than the dosage, right? Isn't that true? I mean, the THC would be the active ingredient that you are dosing. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what they're measuring when you have the the non-smokable flour, like the edibles and stuff. It's measured in mil- milligrams or micrograms of THC. Okay, so the three and a half grams here? Three and a half th- grams would be of smokable flour. Okay. But, or, or buds, as it were. But that's, that's a that different... plant material. That's the weight of the plant material that you could purchase. Different measurement, though, than the THC. Correct. Okay, that's the only point I make. I just want to make sure I did understand that. So that's Reese Clarksdale, but I don't think that's what's in question here. I, I don't know that the governor has been said a whole lot with respect to the THC. Yeah, uh, I don't it, think there's been a whole lot of debate about the THC levels available, but it, it has been debated about the amount available. Right. No, Paul, I, I appreciate that. He said THC is strength. Yeah, I understand that. Um, I appreciate that. I just was, like Rhino said, the active ingredient, and that's uh, that that is... Uh, it's the cannabinoid. Yeah, and that's that's a, a standard that applies across a spectrum of drugs, right? I mean, that's not anything unique in, in terms of active ingredient as a concept, right? So, yeah, I I just uh, I'm only making the point that I don't think I've heard the governor say much in opposition to that aspect of the bill to it's, strengthen dosing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been that so. Uh, Paul says Oklahoma has a really lax program. How much negative have they had in the news? I, I can tell you that in in uh, being present where the governor has spoken about this matter a few times, he does point to Oklahoma, uh, honestly, as a disaster, as a way not to implement uh, a program. So that he, he certainly has spoken about it. And I, I don't know that there's been a lot in the news about it, per se, but certainly, I can tell you that our members of our legislature involved, they're aware of the Oklahoma bill as well. And uh, they have at least conveyed to me that there are considerable distinct differences between our bill and the Oklahoma bill. So, and I, I do remember when Alabama passed it, we talked about that on the program. Seems like that was back in the spring. And I seem to recall that they had limited the number of dispensaries statewide to 27, which I thought was just seemed like kind of a random number. I don't know how they came to that. But there were some aspects of it that members of the legislature have reviewed and felt like it uh, made some good case for what should be in our bill. Yep, Oklahoma's kind of wide open, and that's that's from Paul as well. And that's what the governor has said, is that the Oklahoma medical marijuana bill is, in essence, a recreational marijuana bill. And he said, honestly, that given the three and a half grams a day provided for in our bill as drafted, that, that he equates that to essentially recreational marijuana. And I know there are members of the legislature that feel the same way in that respect. So it's a it's a highly contentious matter 
There's no question about that. Most people in Oklahoma support their law. Oklahoma wasn't a disaster. This according to a listener here on the ceasefire text line. Oklahoma's problems were a lack of regulators. Okay. Uh, so Kevin says, from Baldwin, you may not be an expert now, but by the time you get off work today, you will be. <laughs> I'm getting educated from many of our listeners. And I know this is a it, this is a uh, an important issue that is viewed as a priority, and it's going to get lots of talk, lots of de- debate, lots of cycles in our legislature. I, I've just made it clear that I support the concept in general, especially to people who are have medical conditions, valid medical conditions, to the extent that marijuana can be a legitimate treatment for that. I support that. It, it's public record. I made a small contribution uh, to the effort to harvest the signatures when that was going on. I can't even remember when that was. Two or three years ago, as I recall. A very small investment. I will also say there are some who have um, speculated that uh, I have a major investment in a medical marijuana (laughs) growing operation or business. Let me just say for the record publicly, I have zero, nada, none. I don't Again, I'm not bent out of shape about the people that do, but I just don't choose to make an investment because I don't understand anything about it. I don't invest in stuff like that. We'll be back. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5585. 
Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. No drip roofing and construction. Online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, no drip roofing and construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. This is a midday agri-market report. A federal appeals court has ruled that Tyson Foods cannot claim it's operating under the direction of federal government when it tried to keep its processing plants open as the coronavirus spread rapidly within them during the early days of the pandemic. The Des Moines Register reports that the lawsuit filed by several families of four workers who died after contracting COVID-19 while working at Tyson's pork processing plant in Waterloo will be heard in state court. The families allege that Tyson's actions contributed to the deaths. Tyson has sought to move the case to federal court because it said federal officials wanted to keep its plants running. The company cited an executive order signed by former President Donald Trump that designated meat processors as the essential infrastructure. The fact that an entity such as a meat processor is subject to pervasive federal regulation alone is not sufficient to confer federal jurisdiction. That according to a decision by Judge Jane Kelly. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. The Mississippi Lottery is introducing a new daily draw game. It's called Cash 4, and if you know how to play Cash 3, you know how to play Cash 4. It's just that easy. You can play for 50 cents or a dollar, with winnings from $100 all the way up to $5,000. And you can play every day with drawings at the same time as Cash 3. Cash 4 begins January 10th. Play Cash 4 and win more. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 this is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino. <laughs> Medical Marijuana Central here on the program today. Sheila from Addisburg says, well, you could get 11 mosquito legs. <laughs> oh, gosh. Crazy. Why are we even having the plate? Having the plate? I'm not sure what the word he meant to say there is Kevin, uh, excuse me, Kirk from Columbus, 
on how much marijuana can be used. That should be determined by doctors, not politicians or the industry standard. Uh, let's see. Doctors, one of the concerns, I guess, is that doctors don't prescribe it. Now, that doesn't mean that, I guess, a physician may not be aware or um, proficient in the use of it as medication and would know, would agree. And, and it does seem like it's, it's a... So, it's my understanding, Kirk, that the politicians, in fact, have consulted with a number, and I'm talking about those in the legislature for sure, that have been uh, front center on this legislation. They've consulted with a number of of uh, medical experts and physicians on this. It, it wasn't just something they pulled out of thin air as a politician. So, but I hear what you're saying, but we do need to clarify that. The other thing is the governor did say, I'm not sure if you saw this, Rhino, that I think he proposed last week, let's pass a bill that halves the dosage. I guess from the three and a half to the one point would be 1.75. Let's see how that goes, and if it looks like folks need more for medical purposes, because it is medical marijuana, then they could have a doctor or pharmacist prescribe the additional. But that's not possible, right, given the fact that it is still unlawful. And so this is not something that is prescribed by physicians. It's recommended by physicians. But not prescribed. Correct. So I guess, but, but I think I'm quoting this right, uh, that he he actually implied or or indicated not implied but indicated that a doctor or pharmacist would be brought in to prescribe maybe maybe what he meant was they would come in and recommend and that I don't know you get some sort of official letter of recommendation you take that to is it the butt tender that does the prescription and dispensing it's not a prescription actually I think just to is it? I think it's just the um, authorization to purchase. Which, in, in that case, you're going from okay, somebody dealing with a medical issue has to go every instead of every eight days, they have to go every four to five days. I, I don't know. I mean, I, he, that's the problem I'm getting into when you start cutting this number and cutting this number and cutting this number is it, it's based on standards. From other states that have already done this, yep, and they didn't—they didn't have any problems having to, to walk theirs up or walk theirs back. And when you look at the actual dosing, you—you you can have what eight to ten days at most. What other medicine do you get in that kind of dosing? Yeah, that makes sense. And you don't go get your heart medicine a week at a time. And I'm not sure if that's the place. So there, there weren't any details around the comment. It was just, I think, kind of a, a concept proposed. Let's start with half. If it looks like you need more than half, then let's get a physician or a pharmacist involved to to uh, confirm that and approve that, and you, you're able to go buy more. That was a that was a proposal, and there. I follow the thread. There are a whole lot of people that fully agreed with that. So, like I said, they're just. There's strong feelings on uh, on both sides of this, understandably so. There's also people who have been out of shape for no reason at all. I think there's a lot of that as well. 
like from the 256. I'm glad you all find this controversy funny. Stop laughing about sick people having to suffer more. We're not laughing about sick people suffering more. Good grief. But by all means, continue hearing what you want to hear, because that's a great way to live life. That's just unbelievable. Uh, come on, man. I, it's, I, this is not, I don't find the, the issue humorous whatsoever. Uh, I, I find that there are some, I think, kind of radical viewpoints on both sides. And I, it, I laugh because it just seems like that's the way our society has evolved into just these, in two corners on every issue and extremes. And it just doesn't accomplish anything. So it's crazy. Yeah, so there's just more here, just all kinds of details. But it's time to take a break. Here on uh, Middays, when we come back, we've got Hunter Estes, Senior Director of Policy and Communications in the studio. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. News. I'm Lillian Wu. The CDC weighs in on some COVID vaccines a day after the Food and Drug Administration made its call. CDC now says they recommend shortening the wait for many people before getting a so-called booster shot of Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine from six to five months and to administer a third primary dose of Pfizer's vaccine to immunocompromised children as young as five years old. Fox's Evan Brown. This is in agreement with FDA's decision announced Monday, but the announcement comes in advance of CDC's own panel of experts, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, having their discussion and vote planned for Wednesday. And former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo will not face criminal prosecution over an allegation he fondled in aid, the prosecutor dropping the case, saying he couldn't prove it. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Why does Walgreens offer co-pays as low as $0 and 90-day refills? Because we care about Medicare, so you don't have to. I mean, do you really care to hear me go on about same-day prescription delivery making your life easier? Or how there's a pharmacy expert available 24-7 and one-click refills? Well, I just did anyways. Fill your Medicare prescriptions with Walgreens and save. $0 co-pays apply to Tier 1 generic drugs and select plans with Walgreens as a preferred pharmacy. Restrictions apply. See walgreens.com slash Medicare for complete details. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The 2022 legislative session is getting underway this hour. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman detailed some of the committee changes. On the Senate side, we did name a new chairman of forestry this year, uh, mm-hmm. Tyler McCon. Real pleased with uh, him, him joining us. We lost two senators this year. As you know, Senator Jackson was one of those, and Senator Witherspoon's. There were special elections, and uh, uh, those 
two new senators have been elected, and they uh, that caused a reshuffle of committee positions that uh, Senator Jackson and Senator Witherspoon were on, and we've done that already and named them all about two weeks ago. Lawmakers gaveled in at noon, and the session is expected to last three months. Medical marijuana, redistricting, income tax elimination, critical race theory, and a teacher pay raise are just a few of the issues garnering the most attention. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. Our members get to take advantage of several of our business partnerships. Today, I want to talk about one in particular, Ford. As a Mississippi Farm Bureau member, you are eligible for $500 bonus cash on a new Ford truck. Take advantage of this and many other great perks and join us today. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. Yesterday, the state health department reported a weekend total of more than 17,500 new COVID cases. That means we're averaging about 5,800 cases per day. State health officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs doesn't anticipate statewide mask mandates, but he is encouraging everyone to take simple precautions. You know, this is a, um, this Omicron thing hopefully won't be here all that long. We need to do simple stuff right now to keep people from getting sick especially while we're waiting on the arrival of really effective and, you know, much anticipated antiviral medication. Mississippi Senators Cindy Hyde-Smith and Roger Wicker have joined over 180 colleagues in opposition to OSHA's vaccine order. The order requires vaccines or weekly COVID tests for employees of private businesses with 100 employees or more. Hyde-Smith, Wicker and company filed an amicus brief to the Supreme Court arguing that Congress did not give OSHA that kind of authority. I'm Kelly Bennett. This is baseball player and fellow Mississippian, Jake Mangum. There are a lot of reasons to be proud of my home state. Mississippi State Baseball is one of the reasons, and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance is another. The dedicated team at Farm Bureau works hard to give me and the rest of their customers the best service possible. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every afternoon at 5 o'clock for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, the Get Holiday Ready sales event is happening now. Visit your local Ford dealer and get the best offers on Ford SUVs and Ford F-Series trucks. America's best-selling trucks, 44 years running. Right now is the best time to buy with inventory arriving daily. Get your season started off right during the Get Holiday Ready sales event going on now at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. And now, and now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Don't forget, join the conversation on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Joining us now in the studio, Hunter Estes, Senior Director, Policy and Communications for the Mississippi Center for Public Policy. Thanks for joining us today, Hunter. Oh, thanks for having me, Gerard. Excited to be here. Great. And uh, Happy New Year to you as well. Wanted to extend that. um, We got the speaker who was in earlier, as you probably are aware, and he's headed down to the Capitol right now to gavel in and start the session. And I know this is a busy time of year for Mississippi Center for Public Policy, as it is for us here at Supertalk. But wanted to ask you, first of all, about this legislative tracker tool that uh, your organization has. Tell us about that and how yeah. one can get to it. Yeah, it's exciting. So on our website, uh, we have the legislative tracker. And, uh, you know, it's not the, the focus of it is transparency. We think, think the best thing you can do is uh, shed light on the process. You know, let folks take an active look into the Capitol. Their legislators have made them a lot of promises, you know, over the course of campaigning and everything. So let them see what they're actually doing. What are they voting on? Are they actually uh, fulfilling those promises? So the tracker, pretty easy. It uh, outlines all of the bills and everything that moves. We track that and showcase what's moving through committee, what's not moving through committee. And uh, we offer a little bit of analysis, and, uh, and with that, give a, a red light or a green light and say, okay, does this, does this advance liberty or does this contract liberty? What will this do? How will this impact you? You know, a lot of these bills are 20 pages of jargon that, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I could sit down for five hours and it just it won't make sense at the end of the day, even to a uh, scholar, you know. And so we, we try to boil it down and make it digestible for folks. I got you. Well, that's good. So it, uh, because it's a lot to read, we drop, what, 3,000 or so bills a session. That's right. Many of those, of course, never see the light of day on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get out of committee. But nonetheless, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting and valuable to keep up with where our legislators' heads are. Exactly. What they're thinking about. It's a cool, we're calling it, you know, the whole program, we're calling it Under the Dome, trying to, you know, make it just a little bit more accessible for, you know, the average Joe down on the coast or anywhere else in Mississippi who aren't in Jackson hearing about it every day. You know, we're talking about it every day. But uh, for folks that are just trying to live their life, you know, and and they can pay pay attention and keep tabs on what their legislators are doing too, make it easy for them. So what, uh, I I know you guys uh, published a a report uh, not so long ago. Uh, You call it your Freedom Agenda 2022 list of 12 reforms that the Mississippi Center for Public Policy is advocating for and and, uh, promoting. Which one of those you want to talk about to start with? (laughs) I've read them, and and, uh, in general, I think, agree. Uh, I don't know that there, there are any with which I disagree. Uh, let's talk about schools and education. Of course, sure. that consumes uh, over half of our general fund budget. Yeah. But uh, something that uh, I have been an advocate for for some time, as I think you guys are, are listing here in your Freedom Agenda, is open school enrollment and increasing the number of charter schools. That's right. That's right. You know, and so we, we came up with five areas that we kind of broke down the Freedom Agenda in general into uh, economic liberty, education, health care, tech and innovation, and then critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And uh, each one of them, some are very niche issues that we think would just marginally kind of advance freedom a little bit and do a little bit of good. And, and some are more sweeping. On the education front, you know, the, the overall approach is that 
especially over the last two years, over the course of COVID, we've seen what we really need is greater flexibility. You know, it, it's, it's, it's horrendous what has happened to our students. You know, many have had a, a drop in their overall education experience in terms of their capacities compared to other students, but uh, keeping schools open and, and having the ability to actually be back in the classroom is a really positive step. Yeah. Um, what we think, you know, uh, when it comes to the open enrollment bill and the legislation that we'll be supporting, the idea is that Students should be able to say, and families should be able to say, well, you know, this school isn't isn't meeting the, the needs of my student. And so there's another school right down the road that, you know, uh, for some reason, the way it was district, our road is one off, but that doesn't make much sense. Why should that stop the student from going to the school that's best for them? And so if that school is willing to take them in and offer them an educational experience, then why are we not allowing for the natural market approach that would uh, drive competition, allow for schools to be better, and meet the needs of the students first. You know, yeah. I, I think the overall principle is the idea that it should be built around what's best for the student. You know, the money should follow the student, it should follow the family. If a kid has individual needs that are different, uh, then we shouldn't treat them all as cogs in a giant machine, just trying to meet testing standards and get more money for an individual school. Because at the end of the day, it's it's not about you know, fill in the blank type of education experience, be it private or charter or public. It's about just letting every kid have the pathway that best meets their own individual education needs. So in this scenario, then, would a family be able to send their kid, enroll their kid in any school outside of their district of their choosing? Is that your idea there? That's right. The idea is that it would open up as long as there's capacity within the school. You know, this isn't putting overall a burden if a school doesn't even have the capacity to take on a new student. But if there's capacity, school's willing to take them, then we don't see a reason why that student should be allowed to go to that school if it's going to be better meet the needs of the family. And this doesn't place an, an onerous burden on, you know, public transportation or anything as well. You know, legislation that we, we support would, you know, leave it up for the family. If they want to be able to get there, then they have to find the way to get there, you know, not, sure. not some massive need in, in uh, funding on that on that element. But if they're able to do it, then, then why not, you know? Yeah. So have you spoken to any members of the legislature or statewide leaders about this, the governor? We have. We've been, we've been working on this for, for a little while now, and this is going to be one of the main focuses of the session. And one of the things we want to do, too, is, is not just talk with legislators, but we want to, you know, bridge outwards to the school districts, talk to school district leaders as well, and and kind of make this a, a larger conversation with, because uh, there, there are folks who, you know, are, are for and against this, you know, um, uh, in terms of placing a greater burden on schools. But a lot of folks recognize that out of this would come, the, the best schools would rise to the top. And uh, even if yeah. that means they take on more students, you have a lot of school districts for folks that we've talked to who would actually be very open to this. You know, they recognize that they have a strong school, people want to attend, and uh, uh, you know, it makes sense that if they want to bring more students and with it bring more funding to the school, to a, a program that's been successful, then, then why not? You know, and so uh, that's that's been a conversation that's kind of ongoing that we're, we're hoping to continue to spark that too over the course of the session that more people talk about this idea. The auditor wrote a report and uh, conducted a study where he analyzed administrative costs. Oh, yeah. Uh, relative or versus those costs to directly funding classroom activity, and it was astonishing how much overhead there is and how much money goes so so called outside of the classroom. Yeah. So it's like we're sort of top heavy in That's that right. respect. 
And so that's one of your your uh, initiatives as well. Yes, sir. Uh, we're supportive of legislation that would cap administrative spending. I was actually I was just rereading the auditor's report from 2019. Uh, it, it was a wonderful report, mm-hmm. and I think uh, you know not enough folks knew about it or know about the continuing implications, especially as we continue to throw money into this funnel, this larger. You know, we want to be supportive of education, but what does that mean? And you look at the statistics there, and, and Mississippi is towards the bottom when it comes to Southern in classroom spending. You know, money that actually directly targets the students and helps them out. But then when you look at the administrative side, we're number two in the entire southern region for outside the classroom spending. And the only person ahead of us is Washington, D.C., which in my opinion isn't exactly the south, but mm-hmm. you know, for the case of the statistics, it's lumped in as part of the southern region. And so mm-hmm. it's pretty remarkable to me that the only state that in that southern region that beats Mississippi for administrative spending is Washington, D.C., not exactly a model for education in the country. Yeah. And, and I think you can look no further than the Department of Ed itself, mm-hmm. which, which seems to be somewhat bloated. When you look at the org chart there, yeah. it, there just seems to be a lot of folks. Uh, it's kind of wide yeah, that's and right. sort of flat, but there are a lot of folks that uh, are superintendents of various functional areas, and they're fairly highly compensated. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure if those are needed or not, but it, certainly at first glance, when you look at that org chart, seems bloated. It at least raises some questions. Yeah. You know, you have to ask everyone's supportive. Okay, we want to we want to invest in education, we want to help out these students, but you know, as Ronald Reagan said, somewhere along the way there seems to be some overhead. <laughs> and uh, and that's especially true here when it comes to education funding. You know, I, I saw another stat that suggested over the last 10 years overall, uh, there's been a about 10%, little over 10% percentage rate drop in students in terms of Mississippi classrooms across in public schools. Yeah. Uh, there's about a 3 to 4% drop I think in teachers too. Okay, decreases on both. There was an over 100% increase when it comes to administrators. And so somewhere you have to question, what's happening? Where are we we're throwing large amounts of money here, but you have a student drop, you have a teacher drop, yet we have massive administrative growth. So where are our priorities? If it really comes to, if we want a better education, why are we spending all this money outside of the classroom instead of directing it at students? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that that seems to be something that certainly needs to be addressed. Now, the governor has indicated that his second priority, I call it maybe the top legislative priority, is teacher pay raises. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's advocating for $3,300 that would... uh, uh, be issued in the form of a thousand dollars, or maybe it's thirteen hundred dollars in the first year, and then thousand dollars in two subsequent years for a total of thirty-three hundred dollars, which costs the state about one hundred and fifty-five million dollars a year. Yeah, based on current pay. Uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on that. We got a break right now. You can hang with us. Sure. Yeah, we got great. Hunter Estes from the Mississippi Center for Public Policy. We'll be back after this break.
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Push the limits of what's possible in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. With a bold exterior and premium interior, Outlander reimagines the SUV. Rule the road with Mitsubishi Super All-Wheel Control and wireless smartphone technology. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today and get up to 3500 over book value for your trade. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get Thunderstruck. Super All-Wheel Control is an available feature on all trim levels. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply. See retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 12-13-20. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. Ace Bolt and Screw would like to thank you for making the choice to buy your hardware, tools, and fasteners locally. Ace Bolt and Screw has everything you need for every project. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer looking for the right tool for a home improvement project, an experienced contractor looking for hardware, or a major industrial operation looking to streamline your fastener orders, Ace Bolt and Screw would like to wish you a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. Visit acebolt.net or in person in Jackson or Gluckstadt. Why does Walgreens offer copays as low as $0 and 90-day refills? Because we care about Medicare, so you don't have to. I mean, do you really care to hear me go on about same-day prescription delivery making your life easier? Or how there's a pharmacy expert available 24-7 and one-click refills? Well, I just did anyways. Fill your Medicare prescriptions with Walgreens and save. $0 copays apply to Tier 1 generic drugs and select plans with Walgreens as a preferred pharmacy. Restrictions apply. See walgreens.com slash Medicare for complete details. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the Gangster of Love. Welcome back. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Hunter Estes from the Mississippi Center for Public Policy is our guest in the studio. He is the director, senior director of policy and communications for the organization. We were just going down the list there, Hunter, before we went to break. 
about uh, some of the policy priorities you guys have laid out for the 2022 session. Started out with education. I thought that appropriate because that consumes a uh, little more than half of our total general fund budget. Yes, sir. And uh, and and so there are lots of uh, again uh, strong views on both sides of that. And one of those is that you guys advocate for open open enrollment, more charter schools, and of course getting down to the bottom of this 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 bloat in administrative cost. And off the air, we were just discussing just the idea of. Uh, uh, aggregating these best practices from the districts that produce the best student outcomes, and let's have some some data and information sharing so that other districts could implement and perhaps emulate that. It seems to me like perhaps the Department of Ed could facilitate at least the uh, the information gathering and sharing um, process. Yeah, absolutely, it makes a lot of sense. And you know, one of the things we we're talking about off the air. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, one of the most high energy issues this session is is critical race theory, and, yeah. uh, and and with it we actually have we have two different bills that we're kind of supportive of, and and one of them is actually more focused on the data sharing element. You know, we have a bill that's focused on academic transparency that we're supporting, uh, and what it would do is is it would basically require school districts to make public the lesson plans that teachers have. You know, what is it's one thing because there's a lot of emotions about okay, well, hey, you know, critical race theory isn't on the curriculum, and you know, and there, this isn't, and nobody's going to have even in your in your school districts in California and New York where it's a real heavy problem. Nobody's going to have, you know, bullet two, critical race theory for yeah, students. You that's know? right. The problem is it's, okay, we're going to look at fill-in-the-blank period of history. It's going to be uh, a reconstruction in the 1870s. And it's, it's one thing to have a, a, you know, especially a primary source-focused overview of that education template. But to take it, if you have three scholars that are all critical race theorists, then you're not exactly getting, you're getting a bit of a lopsided education on a subject. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is the best thing to do is uh, bring light to the process. You know, let parents see what's in the lesson plan. What videos are they being shown? What authors, you know, uh, these teachers already have their lesson plans crafted, so let's make them available to the public. And the other side of it is it's actually a beautiful data sharing concept. You know, my my sister's a teacher over in Florida, and they do this on the, on the uh, statewide scale already, where you have to, you share your lesson plan, and there's a feed in which you can see, okay, what are, what are teachers doing down in this county? What are they doing in this county? They're finding success. And so the beauty of it is there's no real requirement regarding how it has to be done. They can just, they can put it in a Google Doc. The individual school district can do this. They can do Y. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of flexibility. But, you know, the beauty of it is a teacher in DeSoto County can say, hey, there's been a lot of success in Madison County. Let me see what, you know, fifth grade teachers are doing to effectively teach American history there. And uh, and we think it's one way that really would offer some greater flexibility for some of that success, you know, sharing across the state. You know, yeah. okay, this district's doing well. This one's, you know, average. What can we do to lift lift this one up based on the model of success that this one's achieved? And, you know, with respect to this administrative cost issue, this matter, we talked about the auditor's report from a couple of years ago. It, it'd be interesting, I think, to see the uh, administrative costs uh, per district uh, compared to the others, an average, and then their their actual uh, outcomes, right. their performance. And does do higher administrative and greater administrative costs necessarily equal greater performance? If not, then Maybe you've got too much overhead there that yeah. you could cut, especially if it's not producing the ultimate end result that is sought. 
Yeah, I completely agree. You know, this is unfortunately too often government is removed from an outcomes oriented mindset. You know, the idea is, well, if we just plug in enough resources, if we just throw more money at an issue, even though this system is a funnel, even though, uh, you know, this system might not be working, if we throw more at it, then success is going to be inevitable. But, you know, they never take the private uh, business model of actually looking at, okay, what is succeeding? And where are we actually, you know, losing on this investment? Yeah. And I think if, if, if more, more of our administrative agencies, especially in the education model said, you know, especially because education has a, a diverse decentralized model throughout the state where we can readily say, we see success here, but we're not seeing the same success here. How do we take this model and move it down here? Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's something that's not happening enough, that kind of, you know, reflective mindset on success. Makes perfect sense. Do you have any feeling or, or thoughts, does the organization, Center for Public Policy, about the number of districts in the state, do you, do you have a, a position with respect to possible consolidation of those districts in an effort to eliminate some duplicate overhead? Yeah, you know, we, we haven't come out specifically in, in favor. I think there's folks can fall on both sides of that mindset. You know, we're, we're, we're in favor of decentralizing authority. You know, we like the idea of empowering local systems of governance because we think the closer a administrative body can be to the people that they're actually working with, especially when it comes to an educational school board or something, or, or working with parents, and that's typically reflects better the values and goals of the parents, you know. However, you know, especially when it comes to the administrative costs, we, we published something called the Fat Cat Report. We looked at some of these public sector salaries over the summer, mm -hmm. and one of the things we saw was, you know, is there an ability where some of these school districts could be consolidated and some of the administrative overlap could thus be reduced? You know, mm -hmm. because if, if you have one administrator that can do this project but could do it the same way for a larger number of students, you just need one person in this district, then why do we really have this many individuals doing the same job across districts that don't necessarily need that? Yeah. And you see it higher, especially in the lower density, lower population right. schools. where it makes sense. That's right. And so, you know, this is where I think, especially coming up with some level of flexibility when it comes comes with like open enrollment, you know, capping administrative costs. The idea again of expanding the charter school system, you know, having more charter schools, this is one of the things they do very well, is, you know, because they exist a bit outside of this model, it, it incentivizes them and even requires them mm -hmm. to take a more flexible approach to how they're going to meet each of these administrative needs when they have a very limited funding model in place for them. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think I think that's the name of the game is, is flexibility and ensuring, you know, the money is actually falling and invested most directly in the students, like we were talking about, that in-classroom versus, you know, out-of-classroom approach to funding. Yeah. I got you. Well, it, it just seems like that's an effort that should be undertaken, in my view, at, le at least uh, some analysis and review of that yep. as, as, as something to uh, is, is prospective change in our current model? Uh, how much the legislature would be on board with that? I don't know. Well, at this point, we're going to be coming are out fairly with, uh, protective of their turf. That is very know. true. That is very true. And we're, we're going to be releasing an education report in January okay. too that takes a deeper dive into some of these issues All as right. well. Academic transparency yeah. is uh, is another matter, and that has really been brought to the forefront during the pandemic mm -hmm. with so many kids uh, undergoing virtual learning and parents seeing what they're being taught yeah. and it's raising uh it's raising their eyebrows at uh, what some of the content they're seeing but there are some certainly in this country that believe that parents do not have a right to know what is being taught to their their kids and uh, so, but transparency is seems to be pretty important, especially since they're paying for it. Yeah. You ought to know what you're paying for. Well, and you hit the nail on the head. It's it's remarkable to me that there are some folks in the system that think 
parents don't have a right to see what their kids their own kids are actually learning they think they see the government as as a nanny state you know the government is going to take care of your every need and in so doing it will also shepherd you into the right beliefs you know and parents are really removed from this process they don't need to know what's going on here and that, that can be further from the truth and i think i think you know this was bubbling in a variety of ways but critical race theory is kind of where it really came to the head you know yep. there was there's a number of issues but it was especially this issue because it's it's so tangibly flawed. You know, there's a lot of obfuscation when it comes to this idea of critical yep. race theory. You know, there's the folks, uh, mostly on the left, the folks on the left who say, oh, this isn't being taught in schools. And then there's the other half that says, this is being taught in schools and it needs to be taught in schools. Yeah. So it's somewhat ironic. But the problem is, too, is, is a lot of folks are just like, well, this is just a, a realization that there have been bad things in American history. Racism exists. You know, and, and that is not, critical race theory is a very definitive set of That's words right. that means something. Yep. It's an ideology that applies a, a view that race is the fundamental factor when it comes to evaluating advancing institutions. Anything that happens, happens and be, can be connected back to race. Mm -hmm. and that's one thing to study in your fringe college classroom uh, on a theoretical level. It's fun to have these theoretical where it started. questions. That's right. It's where it started. But it's another thing to now apply as the end-all be-all that's an actual fundamental objective approach to history. Which totally not. agree. And so it's one thing, you know, it, nobody is saying, I think that American history should be taught in full. The good, the bad. Because I think when you look at the bad especially, and you look at the 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 ills that we have overcome as a nation, it only further shows our own greatness. Yeah. It further shows this constant trials and tribulations that we've attempted to in some way make ourselves better and, you know, actually live up to the ideals of the republic that we set out to. And so it's beautiful to really look at that ills of American history. But it's a different thing entirely to say that those ills are fun fundamental to the system and can never be corrected. And then thus the natural conclusion of the ideology is if they can never be corrected, then you have to shut down the institutions. Exactly. You have to go through the system. It just it seems seems to me like there's this effort by the left uh, to take sort of the, the, the genesis of critical race theory and expand that out into saying America is just a deeply flawed, evil, wicked country. You just yeah. got to understand that. And everything that, that happened to this point has just been bad and nothing good has ever – I just don't see how that's productive <laughs> yeah, in the classroom whatsoever. And that, that's the concern I have about it. That's when they say, we're not teaching critical race theory. Yeah, but you're telling kids that the country they live in is just deeply flawed, evil, and wicked and bad. <laughs> Yeah. Label it something else. It's just the wrong thing to teach to children, in my view. So, Hunter, appreciate you joining us today. Very insightful. And I know we'll be talking some more, and we'll be keeping up with that legislative tracker as well. It's going to be a lot of stuff to track. Yes, sir. Hunter Thank Estes, you, the Senior Policy and Communications Director of uh, the Mississippi Center for Public Policy, has been our guest. We'll be right back with more on Midday. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 55. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 40. Your Wednesday, a 20% chance of rain. Partly sunny, high near 64. Wednesday evening, a 30% chance of rain. Mostly cloudy, low around 45. And for your Thursday, a 30% chance of rain. Mostly cloudy, high near 57. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The 2022 legislative session is getting underway this hour. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman detailed some of the committee changes. On the Senate side, we did name a new chairman of forestry this year, uh, mm-hmm. Tyler McCon. Real pleased with uh, him, him joining us. We lost two senators this year. As you know, Senator Jackson was one of those, and Senator Witherspoons. There were special elections, and uh, uh, two new senators have been elected, and they uh, that caused a reshuffle of committee positions that uh, Senator Jackson and Senator Witherspoons Spoon were on, and we've done that already and named them all about two weeks ago. Lawmakers gaveled in at noon, and the session is expected to last three months. Medical marijuana, redistricting, income tax elimination, critical race theory, and a teacher pay raise are just a few of the issues garnering the most attention. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business, win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com/business. 
MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk, Mississippi. Lots of texts rolling in. Jason says, oh, cool, I'm definitely against teaching CRT, but what's the process of making sure that nobody's teaching QAnon? Stolen election theory 2020. COVID is a hoax. I'm against any teaching of political opinion in school, and frankly feel like the hyper-focus on CRT from obviously far-right sources is as much a sleight-of-hand dog whistle as it is a legitimate problem, especially in deep red areas. That's an interesting opinion from uh, Jason. You know, the I think the problem with this critical race theory concept is that there, there's no standard, there's no consensus of what constitutes critical race theory. If you go back to its origins and examine kind of how it got started and what the original concept was, as a, as a matter to discuss, I think at a college level, seems appropriate just to discuss the theory. And the theory just basically holds that this country is fundamentally racist and that every social interaction and and person should be viewed in terms of race. It, uh, it suggests that all of our institutions, be it be they public or private, our legal system, our economic systems, just down the list, are all really fronts for white supremacy. That's what the original theory suggested. Now, it's something to debate in a college classroom. I think that's fine, because it's a theory. But when you take it to the, to the extent and 
gosh, Rhino, how many examples have we provided on this program of schools that have implemented, you don't have to call it critical race theory, just curriculum that is highly divisive and curriculum that essentially groups children into buckets and one group is called an oppressor, defined as an oppressor, and, and another group is defined as victims and oppressed. And you get into all this stuff about words you can't use, such as nuclear family and pronouns, and all of these things have kind of evolved and taken a life of their own, but they they're sort of rooted in critical race theory. So when the left says, no, we're not teaching that, but yeah, but you are teaching that the country, just like we said, is evil and wicked and and uh, not virtuous. I don't see how that's productive, and I don't see what the objective is in terms of po- what I believe is poisoning young minds with this idea that, hey, because you're a white, you're naturally responsible, just by virtue of your race, for every injustice, every disparity, every imbalance, everything, every wart that is attached to this country. I don't see how that's productive, uh, but that's what's going on in a lot of places. So. I don't know what your point is, Jason. I, I don't see what QAnon has to do with teaching white people, white children, that they're all racist inherently, that they're white supremacists, and that they are the cause of anything and everything negative associated with this country. I, I, I can't connect the dots there to QAnon and COVID is a hoax. If people have the opinion that COVID is a hoax and teachers in the classroom want to teach all sides of that argument, some people do believe that, others don't, I don't think there's a problem with that. Although, gosh, I I don't know why that even needs to come up in a classroom, honestly, and elections are stolen and stuff like that. I mean, if you wanted to... I guess, analyze and discuss the 2020 election and the, the protests that ensued and, and uh, uh, possible anomalies and irregularities, the fact that it was very controversial, I think that's part of history. I think that's fine. But I would agree that teachers should keep their opinions out of the classroom on on that sort of stuff if you know if it's not just teaching historical fact but and and Jason goes on to say any teacher separating children ought to be arrested you should have heard that after our segment with Hunter Estes he was talking about a retreat he went on when he was attending Georgetown University and that's exactly what happened. He was in college, and he went on a retreat. And students were separated according to race. Now, Rhino, we've shared numerous examples and accounts of that same sort of stuff happening across this country in public and private schools. It's even happening in the private sector. 
And now, for example, we've got a school district in Virginia. Now, I know it's not Mississippi, but this kind of stuff has has a, uh, um, a high probability of permeating. This has a tendency to find its way into other parts of the country, but there's a school district in Virginia that is uh, looking at really changing its academic standards such that there would just be fewer requirements to achieve grades and or, or certainly diluted requirements to achieve certain grades and pass um, the classes, such as giving uh, children not counting off for being late turning in assignments and giving them multiple attempts to complete assignments and tests and things like that. I mean, it's, it's just diluting the performance standards. I don't see how that could be productive whatsoever. I, what are we achieving there? That's just, that's just forcing something that's unnatural, in my view. But that's, that's absolutely what's happening. Now, the good news is the teachers push back on it in this school district. And so it did not happen, but it's not over. This is, this is going to continue uh, what they're looking for. They want to ban homework grades altogether as figuring into one's grade in the class. Imagine going to school at any level and your homework. They also want to allow an unlimited number of retakes on assignments, ban extra credit, and, of course, block grading on homework assignments. Late penalties in education, according to the proponents, often harm poor children who may not have access to resources necessary to complete assignments on time. Hmm. They're saying that uh, students should not be graded on homework assignments. I mean, as a student, I'd be all for that, because I felt like if I didn't learn it in class, what am I going to learn at home? But, yeah. So, But it is a way of measuring participation. I guess so. Well, they say that deadlines just create too much stress. Isn't life pretty much a series of deadlines? And, it, and learning how to handle stress. And manage time. Yeah. Amongst the biggest takeaways, if not the biggest. Uh, not so much the content. It's learning how to learn. Learning how to manage time. Learning how to optimize your cycles. But this is all about this equity stuff, to the point where we're just we are shooting for equal outcomes for all, regardless I'm still stuck of on performance. Unlimited retakes. Unlimited retakes. It's absolutely true. So they're saying that fam- some families are affluent enough they can afford to hire tutors, sign up their children to attend enrichment activities and camps, so they would be better prepared for college and the admissions process and. So they, they don't want them to have an advantage in that. Equity. This, this march to mediocrity is, I think, maybe the, the biggest threat to our country. Homework is a waste of time. You spend eight hours studying all kinds of topics. It's, it's proven that rest is needed to absorb the information learned. That on the ceasefire text line. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Honestly, I, I, I got 
I think produce more in, in my professional career after hours by far than I did during business hours. I kind of reserved business hours to deal with interruptions and interaction with people and meeting and so so forth. But uh, with respect to when it's quiet and after hours and especially on weekends, unbelievable the amount of work you could produce. Spend time learning more. I think is a good uh, is good advice. We'll take a break. We got another segment on middays. We'll be right back. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. No drip roofing and construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No drip roofing and construction. 601-371-1051. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-384-9393. 800-384-9393. 800-384-9393. 
You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit, Golf Magazine's The Augusta You Can Play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed Par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay-and-play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tee time yourself with everything you need to take on your day wake up with gallo tomorrow on 97.3 fm super talk mississippi you're listening to middays with gerard here on super talk mississippi let the midnight special shine a light on me let the midnight special Thanks for joining us, Super Talk Mississippi. 4,840 COVID cases today. Our friend Jeff Smith sent a text in. 37 deaths. I think we, you know, last week I said I thought we would eclipse the million case mark on a day. We did yesterday, nationwide. million eighty-two, I believe. Uh, but there are several reports from scientists, epidemiologists, one in particular from Denmark that says is predicting that Omicron is going to uh, really bring this thing to a head and reduce it down to an endemic within a couple of months. Normal activity. Which will be the ultimate irony. Absolutely. That governments around the world spent two years trying to fix something that winds up fixing itself. It seems like we should have known. And there were people that are from the scientific community and medical community that absolutely predicted this. I mean, had it. But the president and our, our federal government acts surprised. Oh, I can't believe we need all these tests that this thing is, has evolved and mutated this way. It's, really? Folks were telling you that. So uh, Kevin from Baldwin says on the ceasefire text line, racist white people, white people are part of history. Also, agree. Uh, we agree. But but Kevin, you, you once again nuance is missing in your analysis. What we said was that we think it's totally inappropriate in the classroom to connect a child, a kindergarten in some cases. I think we've shared that uh, situations that that we've uh, read about, been reported, where a kindergartner, a white kindergartner, is being blamed for slavery and is being told that they are inherently racist and that this country is wicked and that it only exists because of racial exploitation. So, again, teaching history, including our warts, sure, I think that should be done. I think most reasonable people would agree with that, that none of that should be hidden. But dwelling on it to the point where... Well, you differentiate curriculum by grades based on what the students can understand and comprehend. 
Sure. You, you don't go teaching him about Patton driving his tanks across northern Africa in first grade if you're teaching history of World War II. First grade, if you're even teaching history of World War II, you're probably getting, uh, well, it's Germans and Japan and Italy versus America, Britain, and France. That, that might be about all you can cover for first graders. It, it all depends on the, the ability of the students. Right. But the doctrine that we're seeing being, being taught... Which is why it's stupid to try to take something that's a college-level theorem and distill it down to a kindergarten level. Completely agree. And that, but that's what's happening. It is being pushed down in this idea. I mean, like one of them we shared, Rhino said, like the word mother and father couldn't be used in the classroom or some garbage like that. What is, I don't even know why that has a place in the classroom. So, oh, you have a mother and a father? Well, you're a bad person. It's nuts, that kind of stuff. They're just poisoning the minds of children. If you look at, this is from Casey on the ceasefire text line, if you look at underperforming districts, they spend their most of their money on remediation, hmm. getting them caught up. Yeah, I don't doubt that. The government subsidizes the tutors, but parents' children have to take advantage of it. I think that's absolutely true, and agree with you on case uh, with that, uh, Casey, that you know, there are plenty of resources available. I, I'm not necessarily buying that all those are only available to affluent people and people with money, but nonetheless, does it make sense to just completely upend all the academic standards? To, again, why, why does everything sort of drive itself down to the, the lowest of standards? You can just turn your homework in anytime you want. You can retake assignments as many times as you want, and we won't, won't count on, on uh, count off for this and that and the other. I don't see how that's just improving. You made a great point off the air, though, Rhino. Meanwhile, our our uh, competitors on the global stage. Oh yeah, I mean you got China and Japan both who are about as differently opposed uh, politically and culturally as you could be, getting, be living that close to each other, but. Both those countries are pumping out millions of little geniuses. No question. And you know they're laughing at us because we're all wrapped up in all this, how many, which pronouns you could use, garbage kind of stuff. I mean, stuff. just look at any <laughs> college campus in America and look at the number of Chinese nationals going to college in America because they don't have the grades to get in in China. And they don't make any exceptions, and you can't buy your way in. That's absolutely true. Not just college level, but post-grad law school theory, says Mike from Grand Bay, Alabama. I assume what he's implying is that that's where this sort of stuff needs to be taught and, and needs to be analyzed, and there needs to be open discussion about it. I think that's fine. But this, this grouping, this, this collectivism, this just pounding children with this idea that this country is just inherently evil and wicked, and we got to just essentially raise and start over. It's really what they want to do. No, that doesn't belong in a classroom. We're out of time here on Middays on this Tuesday, but we'll be back with you again tomorrow. We thank you so much. Stay safe, and God bless, everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.